along with Jay and Nancy, and you're listening to Season 7, Episode 15 of the Odafest Podcast. Hello. I think we're almost halfway through the season. Almost halfway through. Didn't, la- didn't we have like 40 episodes last season? Something like that. Something like that. So we're almost we're almost halfway through. We started later this year, so Did this we? is That's closer true. to our halfway point. Yeah, normally we start around August, and I think this year we close this, we start very close to September, if not in September. So we're about halfway. I feel like just by counting the months, uh, like end of January, we'd be closer to halfway. Yeah, I know, but, yeah. but that's okay. Well, we also but also a really probably nice be taking like that Christmas winter break. is going to come and go. Winter is coming. Did you grab your coat? I live in a giant bucket. I live in Odafest 2022. Odafest 2022 early bird tickets are now available. Head to odafest.com for all of the details. Artist Alley and vendors applications are O P E N. Get those submissions in. Oh yeah. And a quick reminder that Odafest 2022 will be a two-day event. Rather than our traditional three-day event, in keeping the interests of everyone's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah. We just, um, speaking of Odafest events, uh, something that is my bad because I kept on forgetting to mention it, um, but we had a pocket event uh, just this last weekend. The build in the pocket. Yes. Um, which is the Gundam event. It was fun. Uh, thank you for everyone who attended. Uh, again, we uh, enacted safety protocols against uh, COVID um, and checked for vaccinations and everything like that at the door. Um, but aside from all that technical stuff, uh, what was very fun what was the plum on? event? What was the plum on? Uh, sorry. It was. It was like a. Uh... It, well, it was a build competition. It was a build competition. Right? Okay. So uh, for your admission, it w- came with like a kit, and then you built that kit to the best of your ability. Not just like finish it, but you you know you sort of made it. Was it was nice. it like an actual gunpla kit, or was it like plamod? I remember the difference. I I remember the difference. Plamod, plamod, I believe is a brand. Is it? I thought plamod was yeah, like the catch like a, all for all the non Gundam stuff. Kind of is. No, that's Gunpla. Oh. Uh, Gunpla in general is... I, 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 my understanding was Gunpla was Gundam plastic, mm-hmm. and then Plamod was plastic models. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, but Plamod is a distributor. Oh my god. You need to be learned. Anyways, uh, but they also people were also encouraged to bring in their own models for judging. Um... And that they were some really amazing things, some really big, complicated models, some like uh, really well painted custom ones. Mm. Uh, yeah, just I'm not huge into kind of, I mean, they're fun to build and stuff and look at, but like to call it a hobby for me would not be like right to the people who actually make it a hobby, but it's uh, it was a very fun little event. Um, and we thank everyone for, for their participation and uh. I want to hold more of them. I want to see more of them. Um, it was the Gundam team's first actual OdaFest event because uh, due to pandemic and everything like that, they've joined us for like almost two years now. But they have like they've been a part of OdaFest, but we haven't actually given them any chance to flex their uh, event <laughs> running muscle because we haven't we just haven't run anything um but this is the first time which is a shame they are a fantastic yeah group. they're a very fun uh team i'm very happy to have them um and very proud of them so yeah great job everybody involved and we'll see you at the next pocket event yay Wee-hoo. yeah 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 what a lot uh, it feels like a lot's happened this week it really does doesn't it uh like i remember i remember just a few days ago uh, it was coming out that uh, It Takes Two was in some kind of dispute with Take Two over trademarks. You know, I I jokingly thought about this. Like, this was a passing thought when I played It Takes Two. Just a random passing thought. And I thought, oh, it'd be so funny if. But that's like the same kind of thought that I had about 
other bad things that have happened in the last three years. So I'm actually a little bit sad that this is actually turning into a proper legal fight. Nancy, stop being clairvoyant. I'm sorry! I didn't mean it. Now, they... Take-Two in general... So Take-Two is the company that owns, like, Rockstar and 2K, and they're a litigation happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they are... To say the least. ...very ready to defend any of their trademarks against any of the most ridiculous of uh, of claims. Uh, now, this is not, like, as ridiculous because it is within the game sphere it's within the game sphere and that's like it's tough i i actually feel bad because i i completely understand and i'm not really going to shit on take two for doing this really uh with this time this time the thing about trademark trademark law is kind of dumb yeah that uh in many ways you have to defend it you have to you have to you if you want to keep your trademark you are obligated to defend it uh, and especially in something l- where it's the exact same industry, I understand that Take Two is a publisher, whereas It Takes Two is a specific game. Uh, it is in the gaming but industry, it is the same sphere. Yeah, but and what if so- what if someone said, "Well, It Takes Two was a good game, but it takes Take Two to make a good game," or something like that. But uh, so, like, I I understand where Take Two is coming from. It is literally their name with the exception of three letters take two is also a phrase commonly heard on set like i know yes yeah but you're not monetizing that phrase so that doesn't I mean, matter eventually i'm monetizing it now but... the problem so here's the problem so this way around angelo i like i'm with angelo on this like i don't like it necessarily but i get why they're going here the other the the problem that they have is again Take Two is a very litigious company. They're happy to defend trademarks, and they want to defend words or phrases like Rockstar or Social Club or Mafia or Civilization. And that's uh, where Take Two really, really has the scummy well, bullshit. Well, they going go on. after they go after non gaming entities. They do. They go after tattoo parlors oh and restaurants God. and other like non gaming circle businesses. They just they just like oh that's, if your that's actually uh, tattoo parlor is a they're like rock star tattoos. They're like they're completely different industries. Your trademarks don't overlap. That is it, it's yeah. allowed. If if you have rock star games and rock star tattoos, agree. They are both allowed to, to exist, and as long as obviously like their logos don't overlap or whatever, there should be no violation mm-hmm. there. Uh, if you take, for example, for a very local example, we have Pete the Plumber. Everybody's seen the Pete the Plumber van. Yep. Let's not talk about the van. There's also Peter's Drive-In. Everybody knows Peter's Drive-In. You've driven past it. Some of you may have eaten there. Highly recommended. It's great. What if one of them went after the other for having Pete in the name? Still ridiculous. Neither of them would do that because one is a plumber, another is a drive-in. It's completely different industries, and people would never, never confuse the two. I would hope. I would hope. I would hope. Yeah. I... Uh, this actually does remind me one thing. Um, in... Grand Theft Auto Five. When I'm playing online, like I don't play it very much anymore. But in chat, if you open up your chat window to talk with other multiplayer online lobby peoples, yeah, you type in the word Rockstar, it censors it. Really? What? Yep. Is this like the Genshin what? censoring system where it just is overly aggressive about things to censor? Look, I'm just saying that GTA is a game about murdering, killing, uh, 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 stealing, and many other bad uh, moral but things. God forbid you mention its publisher. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's also like a profanity filter that you can turn on and off. Oh, my God. Rockstar um, is not Someone dropped of... an F-bomb in Grand Theft Auto? No way. How dare Crazy. they? No way. I'm offended. No, but seriously, though, like in... Uh, the Rockstar chat. If you type in Rockstar, I don't know if you if you type in Rock 
space star what happens but i know for sure that if you type in rock star presuming that you're trying to talk about the parent company uh yeah it does not like they do they have absolute censor i don't know if they do it for take two most people don't talk about take two when you're talking about straight up gta and its publisher but yeah still wow i still think it's ludicrous i accept your arguments but i still think it's ludicrous it's very silly and there's there's actually quite a few different uh, options available to both of them. Like the most obvious thing or the most straightforward thing is they sue and whoever is decided to be in the right gets to do the thing. Uh, but there's easier stuff like take two could be like, hey, that's too close to ours. But if you agree that it's too close to ours, we can cross license things. And so that both of us are happy and nobody has to change anything. No. Or it can be like, oh, you better change your name. You'd better, you'd better be like, uh, two of them have to be taken to do the thing, or 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 some other name like that. But mm-hmm. at this point, yeah, in the past, Take Two actually has given like, I don't know what the legal term is for it, but a, a kind of like authorization or a license to companies to use a name that Take Take Two thinks that infringes on their trademark. Mm-hmm. And uh, even doing that satisfies the requirement of defending your trademark. Uh, Kind of like how, uh, again, as another local example, the Chicago deep dish uh, fiasco, the deep dish conspiracy that we that we dove into was a situation where Chicago deep dish didn't presumably did not defend their trademark either they just didn't know or didn't have the resources to do it mm-hmm. and so the chicago deep 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 dish uh trademark where it's like the red font with the yellow background mm-hmm. they don't own that anymore it's effectively generic at least here in calgary where anyone can seemingly legally open up a, a pizza parlor under that name mm-hmm. so i don't blame take two exactly but it is kind of scummy and they have a big history of doing this, so yeah. Wag of my finger. That sums it up. Yeah. On a more interesting note, uh, not related to this. So I've been on Xbox Game Pass uh, for the past month and no. a bit because I've been playing Forza Horizon Five uh, with some friends that really wanted to play, and I was like, sure, I'll get the little. Um, they have like a first-time subscriber deal which is a really good deal it's three months for one dollar um and i i got to play some back for blood with angelo and dio yeah. through it and some other stuff nice. um and i think like i i, I still have the same general opinion because i've said it before which is i think it's a great service i don't need it and i kind of don't love it even though it's a great deal especially for the first time around because like i just have too many games that i, I am already playing i don't need to subscribe to a whole other library like oh my god like there are some really good games on there <laughs> but my god but my god <laughs> my god yeah i know that feeling now, it's like when you look at your steam library and you're just like well i have already 85 like, yeah, games, games I that i've never touched yet looks like i got nothing to play yeah just what what do i even do but playstation is getting into the same kind of deal now eh mm-hmm. yes so that was the thing I wanted to jump into, which is uh, there used to, well, there still is, as of right now, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Uh, I don't remember which one is which for what purpose. I do just remember that. Uh, if I remember right, PlayStation Plus. They've, they've been around for quite a while. If I remember right, PlayStation Plus was the thing where back on the PS3, you got like one or two games a month for free to keep to your PlayStation account. Yep, that's right. And once the PS4 rolled around, you also needed PlayStation Plus for just online yeah. gaming. I don't know what PlayStation Now was. Was that like what was before their equivalent of Game Pass? It's. I think PlayStation Now is the cloud gaming service that they are trying. They were trying to do. Uh, starting with like the PS4, so like you can play like I I did look it up. I remember it said like they you can play like 800 PlayStation games um, to either stream or download. So it's close to Xbox Game Pass. 
but okay. I, it, it just wasn't as good delivery was one of the big issues like there was a lot of lag not really tolerable and now they're so they're trying to combine the two now and yeah they're trying to combine the two um i don't know what the pricing is but they did mention that um because this is still speculative that they're doing this but it's like multiple outlets have reported it so i was just like oh that's with it with like a project name like so spartacus gonna, that is very spartacus that is a very like in development project code name sort of name it does sound like it to me i i really don't think we're right? going to see sony spartacus cards on the on the shelf at like walmart <laughs> and uh no but you know what you know that if they can get things working properly thing... sure whatever yeah the only thing i didn't like about it hearing about it necessarily was that so Xbox Game Pass has no tier system. It's just it's a universal system where you just you get you subscribe, you get all the games. There's no better games, there's no worse games. It's just you get all the games. It is rumored that PlayStation Spartacus is going to be a tier system. Oh no. So there will be you'll have to hit a certain tier to get access to that level of game, which is I think a terrible decision. Do do I need to get the Sony Spartacus Otome game tier? Oh my to, god! To play like the waifu games. What a tiering system that would be. Well, because I think Nintendo, yeah, like Nintendo Online is doing sort of something like that, if I remember correctly, because they have the expansion pack or whatever. I'm um, not gonna lie. To their Nintendo Online service. I have not paid attention to what happens in the console verse. I have no neither. idea what's going on with these consoles. I mean, anymore. I, I didn't. I ended up not getting a Nintendo Switch yet over Black Friday, so I, you know, but I, I just thought it was interesting because I was looking at it all. But yeah, PlayStation. There's PlayStation on. Or sorry, not PlayStation. Nintendo Switch Online, and there's the expansion pack to that, and the expansion pack is more games like N64 games, and some other stuff i don't know it's i just don't think that online subscriptions should have tiers i think that's what i'm against in general i i definitely prefer the netflix model that's what people would say about cable as well Mm. i i I really feel like was that nancy I, i feel like society has progressed beyond cable tv tiers like we got netflix uh-huh. we got we got the hulus we got we got Sony subscription services where it's just you pay the one thing and you get everything. Mm-hmm. Basically. So mm-hmm. trying to to cut things into different tiers just feels like like cable television packages. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty filthy yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. So basically aside from the name, we're not so sure this is going to work out well. I understand why they want to compete because Xbox Game Pass is an excellent service. <laughs> I just don't think that a tier creating a, uh, a a tiered system to compete with a non-tiered system is the smartest way to go. That doesn't even make any sense. Just say it out loud to yourself and be like, "Yeah, I wonder which one's gonna be better." Like having that said, doesn't Disney Plus kind of do that to you? You have to pay this monthly subscription, but then if you want to watch like one of the new release movies. You have to pay a huge sum on. But top that of to that. watch one movie. Yeah, it's like a one-off. Like, but that that very much reminds me of what people used to do, where they'd get together, like a, a couple of friends, yeah. and they would like and and watch together, like that that wrestling fight for that night. But they had to buy oh, like it. the pay per view, right? Like yeah. it was just. Yeah. This is basically that and worse. Yeah. I just again, I, I'm just talking about if you're talking about competition, it just does not sound like smart. Uh, way to compete who knows you know who knows you know what even if yeah. that doesn't look good even if that leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth a smell in your nose you can refresh it you can bleach your senses you can immerse yourself in the spider-man across the spider-verse trailer and just treat your eyes oh, yeah. your ears everything that was a spectacle a spectacle, a trailer alone. I just need to rewatch like into the so good. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a good two hours of of that level of art because goddamn, yeah, yeah. goddamn. Into the Spider Verse was just such a treat of animation. It's, I, I, I feel like I've never seen a uh, a movie in that style before. 
and I I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if I'd ever see a movie in that style again. And uh, mm-hmm. looks like we are we're getting more Spider Verse, and I am here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, and the, I don't think n- like neither of us are big comic book fans, big Marvel fans. Like we like, but we're not like deep into it. Uh, My Marvel you know, experience if... can be summed up in the 90s Spider-Man uh, TV show uh, yes. and the MCU. The sins of the father. And, and what about the, the X-Men? X-Men? What about the, the X-Men? X-Men too. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to Absolutely, the X-Men have a place Hell there. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the entirety of my Marvel experience. And uh, yeah, you, you know, the, we know the characters. I don't know all the storylines. I don't know all of the whatever. But I do know that I love the art style and even if uh for some reason across the spider-verse has a less than amazing story i'll be like that's okay it's like red line because it doesn't matter if the story is fucking shakespearean <laughs> quality as long as uh-huh. it's a visual treat it's like red line yes and it is there's a treat for the yeah. eyeballs yeah. and a treat for the ear holes it's wonderful yeah i like that they did Miles is definitely older in that. Oh yeah, he's college age. Trailer. Still allowed to be grounded though. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. I thought I that was, I was that. like it's fun that they're making actual progress in the in, in that you sort of that? timeline way, as opposed to you know just comics being like they're the same age forever and they're the same character forever. You that know? doesn't happen very much, especially with Spider Man. Like, how many Spider Man movies have we gotten in the last twenty years that are just the same origin story over and over and over again? So many. Yeah. I don't think he's been a college student since the '90s Spider Man. Like, no, he was a spider. He was Tobey Maguire. Spider Man was in Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. okay. Was he a college just student? About to say. Or, no, he was high school in the first one. Was he college by the second? He was one? high school, but then I think he become. I think he was, becomes a college a student yeah, later yeah, on because I know this because. Uh, I remember. I I have not seen most of the Tobey Maguire ones. I only actually remember seeing the first one. I, I might remember have seeing seeing the second, the second one, but I don't one remember. And cringing a lot. But the only reason I know for sure that they do move into college, I'm pre- is because he has a scene in one of the later movies with Mary Jane, and Mary Jane is talking about sort of her college life. So. Okay. Hmm. That's pretty much but the yeah, only I'm, way I remember. I am excited. She works as a, she works in a diner for fresh Spider-Man content. I I am here for the Spider-Man Spoida. content that I've never seen before. I feel like the only way to get uh, a a more original, a more unseen uh Spider-Man story was if Italian Spider-Man <laughs> was real and I watched it. Italian Spider-Man is a wonderful series <laughs> and if people People know Italian, Italian Spider-Man. They just don't Spider-Man. know. Italian. They just, uh, they haven't Spider-Man. seen everything. But they know reaction images from... Uh, Italian <laughs> from Spider-Man isn't a real show. It's it's just like a, a, a fake trailer, isn't it? I believe so. No, it's a series. Wait, no. Wait. I mean, it's fake. Actually, no. It's not official. It's just, but it is a series. Is it there's, a, there's a, there's, a, there's like a couple of, ev- there's a few episodes. Oh I know my god! Sure. Yeah, a little bit. Japanese Spider Man's pretty good too in that, uh, but except Japanese Spider Man was real. <laughs> wow. Wait, no, wasn't yeah. Japanese Spider Man like that like uh, Tokusatsu almost, like Super Sentai? I do. Uh, I mean, I think th- that's just the Japanese take on things because of course they saw a man in a mask and they were like. Yes, of course. He's a cal- he's a common rider. He's an American uh, common, common rider, rider. So we'll just <laughs> run run with that. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of making things the fresh, the new, the interesting yes. again, Pokemon games. Yes, there's many ways to play them. Are there? So um, there's many Pokemon games in the, general. The the remakes, but you can yeah. There's there's remakes. There's just the old games. You know, they're still very popular games in general. They're they're part of the what collective the, what nostalgia the new ones base. Just dropped like uh, shining brilliant, diamond, and brilliant. Pearl. Yeah, it's BDSP. It's brilliant diamond and shining pearl. That's right. Shining, and shining so, diamond is a JoJo's reference, which is actually my favorite. My f- one uh, one of my favorite generations. So I follow a lot of like VTubers. I follow a lot of VTubers and just Twitch streamers in general, and a lot of them were playing uh, Pokemon games. Oh yeah. 
So you, you, you basically get like a Twitch meta uh, of new games, new game drops. Everybody is playing it. And it's if true. the game is interesting, they'll keep going. But when it comes to Pokemon games specifically, it seems like on Twitch, you can't just play a Pokemon game, especially a Pokemon game that's existed for a decade already, and they've just updated the graphics. So mm-hmm. I a lot of people, it seemed like, like it seemed like more people than I can count, were trying to do uh, shiny runs where they were just resetting the game over and over until they got their preferred starter as a shiny. And some of these people mm-hmm. were restarting the game like 400, 500 times Entire eight-hour streams where they didn't get past picking their starter Pokemon. Ouch. Because they wanted a shiny Ouch. on the first one. Yes. Yeah. And it's just... I have been there. I have been in that dark that dark place because I used to play Pokemon sort of competitively. And it was... Uh, that's what you do, especially in the old games where you can't... Uh, uh, or before you unlock certain mechanics, you just have to reset. So back, like when you're playing story and you want to like get so, a shiny legendary you better you're you're you save in front of the legendary and you start uh reloading your game Dear god god damn it not sure That's i horrifying. have that level of dedication so my first I mean, time my first time ever getting a shiny games. pokemon uh-huh. was pokemon silver the, the first generation mm-hmm. where they actually had shinies and you know in pokemon silver that you have you're given an egg and you have to bring it to the place and the egg hatches right so that, that egg hatched, and it was a shiny Pokemon. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, oh, it's a shiny. Okay. And I just kept going on my way, completely oblivious to how miraculous that actually was, that the, <laughs> the, the egg hatching. The first egg that I ever hatched as a Pokemon trainer turned out to be a shiny whatever the hell. I mean, if you didn't know. Yeah. I, I just it's, thought, uh... And then they gave you the red Gyarados later on in the game anyways. So I was like, oh, I wonder where my next shiny is <laughs> going to be. I haven't seen a shiny since. Yeah. It's It's been like 15, 20 years almost. Oh and I haven't seen a shiny Pokemon since then. But yeah, I used to do some shiny hunting, but like that wasn't really the focus. It was mostly like just competitive. Shiny was just like a bonus to it. I didn't spend as much time. And there's in newer games, there's easier mechanics to get shinies. Um, like there's still... It still might be a bit of a grind, but on the whole, like it's not nearly as bad as it was in like silver, crystal, gold as, when they were first. As introduced. much as you can like build up the anticipation for it, as much as you can like push people towards liking it, I feel like shiny yeah. hunting streams are just they're the worst. Mm. I'm re- the reality is that shiny hunting streams are just a just chatting stream by any other name. Yeah. And that's but really that's all just all based off of who the presenter is, yeah. Because I've like you know, if you have someone who kind of not necessarily sucks at the game, but they just suck at presenting at the just chatting portion for some reason, then that stream is gonna suck. I have I there is one streamer I do occasionally pop into for Pokemon content. Uh, like he's pretty much the only one I really watch for Pokemon content, and he does Pokemon card, uh openings and he does uh shiny hunting the shiny hunting is definitely just inter- uh, you know just chatting with uh stream you know what both of those activities lock into that one part of your brain where it's like i want the chance to happen i want to win the gotcha i want to get the shiny i want to get the good cards i want to get the shiny pokemon it's the kind of people who like hype themselves up for the chance and when they finally when it finally happens like when you get the best card in the in the in the card series or if you get the if you get the so, shiny pidgey then uh then it just unleashes a flood of serotonin it's not just that like i mean like i said you can pay you can put bets on whether they'll find the shiny within certain a certain amount of eggs like within 50 eggs or 100 eggs uh you can also sort of like you know, as they're opening a certain set, they'll be like, I'm looking for this card. And they'll put up like the bet for whether they'll find the card in this um, box or whatever. But that's not really the reason why I watch. Like, I think they're just a fun presenter overall. And then it's the same reason I watch game streams at all, which is aside from the presentation, I cannot play every game that's out there. But uh, these streamers are playing games that I can't, that I'm not playing right now. So it's or or opening cards that I will not ever buy cards. I I don't care enough, but it's kind of fun just to see what like you know what the experience is in a sense. So 
now. That's all. I I see it as a surrogate experience. Beyond not as a as an actual mm. thing. Beyond shiny hunting, there's other ways to play the game. Like the other the other classic classic challenge for Pokemon is the Nuzlocke challenge, which is. Uh, so with that one, it is basically Pokemon with permadeath. Oh. There's other rules to it, but that's the big yeah. one. If a Pokemon faints, Nuzlocke's it is boring, effectively dead. But that so you can never yeah. like revive it. You either have to release it or put it into your PC or something. No, you have to release it. You have to release it. Yeah. It's part of that's the rule set. If the Pokemon then faints, so Nuzlocke is the most common one. It. Again, it's pretty boring. But it's very common, which is like essentially you ha- you you can only catch the first, the first Pokemon you Pokemon see on a route of any route. So you, you ha- that's and that's the pretty only much that, that makes you basically always have to catch it because if you don't catch it, you then might run out of Pokemon. If you're running out of Pokemon, then you're screwed. Number two is uh, again, if your Pokemon faints, then you have to release it, and that can pretty much be a game ender for you, or it's just going to be really long. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I actually do find Nuzlocke uh, pretty interesting. I, I really do like them because it adds a lot of strategy to the game. It's like, okay, what do I want to catch? What, I'm, what do I, am I looking for? What is RNG giving me? It, it almost turns Pokemon from like your traditional sort of turn-based RPG into something closer to like a roguelite. And uh, uh, I, I don't think that... I, I think it just turns it into something like... Uh, fire emblem where if your character dies it dies all right i haven't haven't played fire that's sort of so that's kind of fair yeah like a lot of uh, there's a lot of those tactical Mm -hmm. rpgs which pokemon is a tactical rpg um in a sense but basically you it just integrates that part from those games into into you know uh uh, cockfighting for kids exactly Mm -hmm. and so like those kind of challenges where you're like artificially limiting yourself i find really interesting uh one that i started watching recently someone was doing the hex maniac challenge which if you know who the hex maniac is in pokemon you obviously understand that that means ghosts only a ghost pokemon only run so this one streamer i was watching with the hex maniac run Mm -hmm. uh they were playing uh brilliant diamond or shining pearl one of those two and they got stuck on one uh what what is the what are the bad guys? Team Platinum. They got stuck on a Team Platinum fight for five hours because it, it, what did they have? They had like a Zubat or someone. The, the the Platinum person had a Zubat, and it, it its attacks just constantly screwed over the Ghost Pokemon constantly, and it was kind of hilarious. It was kind of horrifying. The streamer was literally losing their mind. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure they had to go to therapy after that. Uh, Yikes! It was <laughs> exceptionally entertaining. I don't think I've ever had as much fun. I like because I did. I used to play. I used to play a lot of Pokemon, not streaming of it, uh, any of it, of course. But I used to sort of set rules on myself as well, just because. Um, even especially now, honestly, they've they've made the Pokemon game is very kid-friendly, which means it's actually quite easy to win for the most part uh, in the regular story portion of the game. And so I would always... Uh, there, uh, like My main rules were that I would only use my starter as my main battle Pokemon. Like, throughout, like I wouldn't catch other Pokemon to fight with unless I uh, needed to. Like, some, some gyms have, like... Uh, a gym leader that require you to have two ba- battle Pokemon kind of thing. So you have to have that. Um, otherwise, I just had one main battle Pokemon, which is almost always the starter. Number two was no no items in battle other than Pokeballs. So I wouldn't like heal with items or anything like that. Number three uh, would be uh, it related to number two. I just only heal in Pokemarts or other like NPC related non battle healers. Uh, and what was number four? There was always one. Oh, uh, catching Pokemon with only one Pokeball. Oh. So if I didn't catch a Pokemon, uh, like whether it was a legendary or some other thing out in the wild, well, let I me would tell you a thing. To if you if you ca- put the master to, ball to find into another the one. sixth item slot, and then you talk to the guy <laughs> in in the second town, 
and then you go to the 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 whirl islands and then surf on the right side of the island and then you fight missing no run something bad happens if you kill it i can't remember what uh then you look you have at gotten the so item many slot details wrong it's and not you even have funny. so <laughs> many master balls that one pokeball is all you need for the rest of your life okay. but yeah only only pokeballs I would use only Pokeballs or Premier Balls, just depending on what I liked. I'd usually save the Premier Balls, which is the white Pokeball with the red lining uh, for, like, legendaries or special Pokemon, essentially. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just put in, like, weird rules for myself. Not weird, necessarily, but just difficulty multipliers, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, mm, it just made the game more enjoyable for me because it is essentially a very easy game in the story and i used to do competitive battling so it was almost like a way to just challenge myself while i was just trying to beat the Hmm. game for me uh the hardest thing that i ever did in pokemon Mm -hmm. because let's be real these games are exceptionally easy (laughs) is i would take a random pokemon out of the box that i just Mm -hmm. caught along the way and once i got to the elite four i would have uh built up this one pokemon I'd shove everyone else in, in the PC, uh, including the starter. I don't need you anymore. Wow. I, I'm not going to play with you anymore. Uh, oh, God. And so I'd just go through <laughs> the Story Elite, Elite Four vibes. with this random Pokemon who would be at, at that point like level 55 or 60 and uh, see if I can make it through. No other limitations, like whatever. Potions, uh, wh- whatever the hell you need. But... I mean, more often than not, you can just do it. Like, with with Pokemon, it's just... Until you're battling other people, and I mean, with the Game Boy Link cable, that was so frustrating that I would never want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess on newer versions, where the, it has this newfangled thing called Wi-Fi and the internet, that's not that big of a deal anymore. But, like, the Elite Four was otherwise the hardest thing in the game. And you could take basically any other Pokemon in the game, and as long as it was leveled enough, you could do it no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had a level 70 Ven- Venonat, I'm pretty sure you could wipe the floor with the Elite Four and Gary. <laughs> that sort of just reminds me, but there's this tactic in competitive battling uh, that you can technically use in the story as well, um, but it's called Fear, F-E-A-R. It's attributed to, like, you can just run a Rattata, like a level 1 Rattata, against, like, a level 100 Pokemon. Like, you, it basically, it's a, it's a one, one Pokemon that can kill pretty much any other Pokemon based on its moveset. Um, because what it does is... Uh, I'm going to look it up. Oh, is that, like, the, sure uh, the, the natures of the Pokemon or something? Or those little extra no, effects? No, it has nothing to do with... No, it has nothing to do with that. A f- it's called a Fear Rattata. And basically, the Rattata is, again, a very low level. It, it, like, you know, you would normally not send it out. It's not hacked or anything. You can just build the Rattata a certain way uh, with moves. And basically, what you do with it is that, you know, you send out your Pokemon, this little Rattata, versus Mewtwo or whatever, right? And then the first thing is, is that Mewtwo is going uh, to slap you. But the, the Rattata has an uh, a, a item called a uh, choice uh, it's not sash but i can't remember what it is but they're holding an item that basically lets it hit like lets it hold on to one hp after it gets hit so this rotata is going to get slapped on the first turn obviously and it's going to hold on to this one hp the next thing it's going to do is that like it, the the item hold is not a turn so you use so you do use a move called endeavor and endeavor basically makes the opponent Pokemon come down to the exact same HP that you wow. have. Oh, so my So you're God. both at one HP now, and then you just use something like Quick Attack or something that has a priority plus priority move, and then suddenly you've just beaten Mewtwo with a, fr- with a Rattata. Oh, my God. Because, like, it's not that Mewtwo doesn't have a... Uh, 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 like priority moves of his, of its own, but usually like a stock Mewtwo or something like that, or like a, uh, you know, a story Mewtwo. That sash item it only works once, right? A Bulbasaur with Leech Seed would be undebe unbeatable. Hum hum, un undebeatable. <laughs> undebeatable. <laughs> undebeatable. Be- it's uh, it's only 
like the it'll have it for the next uh, match, but it won't have it for the rest of this uh, like that fight turn essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that fight. It's it's very much like a you do it once. It's kind of a BM thing to do in um, competitive, but it is an absolute legit thing. And I have always loved Fear Rotata. There's a couple other Pokemon you can do it with, but Rotata is like number one because it's Rotata. Of course you're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, if if that happened to me, if I had like a level hundred Venusaur or something like that, yeah, and a level two Rotata just slapped my shit like that. I would be afraid. You'd go home. I would You'd go, just home. go home. You'd be like, I'm I'd done. be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm pulling out the link cable. You won. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But it's generally not also not a Pokemon that you're going to get early in the game. You have to set it up. So it is more of a competitive thing, but it'd be fun to use if you just got a Fioritata. Like maybe you started a randomizer and you started a fear with a fear Rotata, and like the first gym leader, you just like used it against him. And he's just like, <laughs> I hate you. Get out of here. Here's your badge. I never want to see you again. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Anyways, aside from all that, one last thing before we end the episode, uh, which we're getting pretty close to. One last thing. One more thing. Uh, Game of the year. Uh, Game video game awards are coming up uh, just later this week, uh, December 9th. I believe this episode comes on the 8th. Uh, there's a lot of categories, and we don't have a lot of time, but we weren't really going to talk about all the categories anyways. Mm-hmm. So let's just get on with it. We're going to talk about Game of the Year, which is, you know, games that we know are the big ones. And then we're also going to talk about most anticipated game after that, just because there are ones that are coming up that we're all looking forward to. Right now, for Game of the Year, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village are nominated. I haven't played mm-hmm. any of these. I've played It Takes Two, and I loved it. It was so well done. Even the music was well done. I loved it. That's my pick, personally. I have not played any of them either. I've watched enough gameplay of Ratchet & Clank, Metroid Dread, It Takes Two, and some of Deathloop. And I personally think that it's gonna go with it takes two uh because it has a certain level of uh play value that the other games don't have which is that co-op style of game um none of the other games uh are co-op none of the other games have that sort of interactive uh, interactability and that type of story death loop was a late entry it was like uh it probably came out i think around august or september maybe or maybe even later than that and it was interesting it's got like a you know sort of a timey-wimey uh story to it metroid dread was anticipated but i don't think it's quite good enough i don't know anything about psychonauts ratchet and clank is an actually really good game it's probably my number two in this category and resident evil village was okay if i were a betting man I would yeah. say that Resident Evil Village would win the award for tallest waifu with Metroid Dread taking <laughs> up a close second. But uh, uh-huh. it takes two, probably going to be game of the year. Those kind of like close knit uh, cooperative uh, cooperative multiplayer games, yeah. Yeah. They, they really resonate with a lot of people when you play them right, when you play them well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know what? I, th- I think that that is really, if I were a betting man, that's that's what I'd put my money on. I'd like yeah. In in order, I'd go. It takes two. Ratchet Resident Clank, Evil Village and then for maybe Resident Life Evil Village. Resident Evil Village was a very good game. I just don't think it's quite as good. <laughs> yeah. Lady Dimitrescu is like nine feet tall. Samus is only like seven and a half feet tall. Let's go. Only. 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 But who's the better mom? Uh, Mother Brain. Obvi. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. Most anticipated games, though. We got mm-hmm. Elden Ring. We got God of War Ragnarok. We got Horizon Forbidden West. We got the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We got Starfield. Is Starfield a sequel? Because I, I think it's the only thing on this list that isn't a sequel. Is Elden Ring a sequel? No, Elden Ring's not a sequel. Elden, Elden, Elden Ring is Elden a Ring sequel, is... But you know, it, no. it's, it's a spiritual sequel. Uh, two? No. <laughs> oh, 
not to- it doesn't it's basically dark souls with tolkien is it okay yes I'll, I'll take your word for that um it doesn't make it a sequel so regardless of what regardless of what spiritual bullshit you're talking about it doesn't count as a sequel doesn't count as a sequel no matter how much you feel it should it's be a, a spiritual sequel, it's successor. not a sequel doesn't matter who's your top pick for this category okay now, I want to say it's Elden Ring because a lot of people have been waiting for it. But let's be real. The Nintendo fans are so freaking loud. Like, when you get them away from Breath of the Wild for even five seconds, uh, they're talking about how great Breath of the Wild is. So I think it's going to be Breath of the Wild. Sequel to Breath of the Wild. It doesn't even have a real title yet, but it's going to win. I don't even know anything about Starfield. I've never heard of it before. It's... I've heard of the title. I just don't know anything about it yet. Like, Do you? It's Bethesda, yeah. so I'm not sure how to feel about it. Uh, the, the UI uh, will be bad. That's you know what's going to happen? It. It's Okay, so this is the opening sequence of Starfield. You're in a starship. Surprise, surprise. And then you're approaching a planet. But then your landing systems, they are an error, error, critical failure. And you, you know hurtled towards the planet, the surface of the planet, and none of your systems are working, and then you crash into the planet, and it gets all dark, and then suddenly a familiar voice. Keanu Reeves? No. <laughs> oh. You're thinking Cyberpunk. It's the Skyrim meme. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's just Skyrim again. Hey, you, you're finally awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if, what if Starfield no, is just, just Skyrim for the eighth new time? New Skyrim. Could be. Skyrim, but you have an astronaut the armor for legend of zelda breath of the wild did win a game of the year i think it was like three years ago so it's way up there um it's also been in development for like quite a while so people are looking forward to it it's between elden ring and legend of zelda god of war obviously a great game i think it also won game of the year uh, in its respective year but i can't see it sort of overcoming um again and to a certain level like yeah angela's right like Nintendo property has as big as Zelda has like huge expectations. Zelda is going to I don't know anything enough about Starfield but I just don't think it if someone can say like I don't know enough about it as opposed to like Horizon Zero Dawn's sequel for example like you just can't how can you say that's more anticipated right? I feel like I feel like a 12-year-old who says his dad works at Nintendo could say that the sequel to the sequel mm-hmm. of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is in the works. And then that would. I win still out haven't beat Horizon Zero Dawn entries. because it's such a big game. But I'm on. I'm. I'm probably about halfway at this point. I'm sure it's going to be a good game. I just don't know if it's the most anticipated game. I also don't know why this is a game category to win an award for. That's just. That doesn't make any sense. How much hype? How much hype has your marketing department generated? Well, in that case, the most anticipated game is still Cyberpunk 2077. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten better, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know about I don't know anything about Elden Ring, as was obvious yeah. from my previous questions, but it's Dark Souls with Tolkien. The music in the trailer sounded really, really good. I kind of want to lean towards Elden Ring just just for that alone. Um, Breath of the Wild. I've said in previous episodes that I'm not. I didn't love the game. I didn't like there was just something about it that just really didn't jive with me. It's not um, spiritually the same as the the major Zelda titles. That's why. Cuz it it's not a dungeon it's not a dungeon based uh Zelda. Maybe. The thing about Nintendo games is that they don't have to be they don't have to be I have to choose my words uh kindly here or else Nintendo fans will come after me. Uh-huh. I'll I'll wake up and I'll just have someone in the corner of my room and i'll just hear raspy uh-huh. it's a me uh so when it comes to nintendo games they don't really have to be good to be anticipated yeah but that's every game Fair. they just have to be announced that's literally not er- er- like like cyberpunk is nintendo a perfect games? example it was not a good game but it was incredibly anticipated your point has no merit <laughs> yeah Fair. I don't, I, it could literally just be, literally just be Breath of the Wild again with a different map. I mean, and a I lot think of people would go apeshit for that it. That would just make it mostly a different game, anyways. 
Horizon Zero Dawn was a really good game. I loved it. I loved the story. I loved the voice acting. So getting a sequel just makes me want more of the same. So cool. Yes. The trailer did look amazing. Yo, maybe, maybe. Okay, I have to say that because it's the anticipated game category, how could it not be a sequel who wins this? Because as as much as an uh, like a original IP coming in is cool, the sequels are anticipated more than general IP, uh, original IPs. I, I would think, you know. And then true, mm, that's fair. Really? I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's got to be a sequel. Who wins? I'm still leaning towards Zelda as well. But I'm going to say and that I remember one thing about the Horizon Zero Dawn trailer for Forbidden West. Vin Diesel's in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty oh? sure. Family. Oh. I need to look. I need to look it up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, you're right that a sequel sort of has that that massive advantage of building off of a previous successful game. Therefore, it already... No, it's Arc 2. What? God damn it. <laughs> it's Arc 2. Like, oh, that's the one with Vin Diesel. But they're so yes. similar in, like, art style. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess. Wow, it's so, it's so anticipated. You literally couldn't tell it apart. I was, I was from literally family. Arc. I just wanted a family. 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 Yeah. <laughs> family. You have a family. You have the Oda fam. But yeah. Family. Um. Anyway. Goodbye, Oda family. I'm not surprised if a sequel wins. However, I'm really rooting for Elden Ring because I feel like I'm kind of tired of sequels. I want new, fresh blood. It's new to me. Let's just. How about that? It's new to me. They're. 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 They haven't been released yet. They're all new to everyone. Only releasing to a certain tier of PlayStation. Spartacus. Okay, jokes jokes aside. Have fun. Play the games. Vote for the games if you want. I don't care, but it's usually pretty fun. There's lots of trailers at the Video Game Awards, so watch those, and we'll talk about them next week. Yay! Catch you Yay. later. Bye. Bye.